This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers and it's the WTA tennis podcast with my friend and tennis handicapper Rory Jawani. It's the first uh, major of 2023. It's Australian Open over in Melbourne. And we're looking at the women's draw. We're looking at the women's outright. We're looking at the best bets in the first round. There's no better person on Twitter or anywhere in the betting world that I could have on this show other than Rory. Bit unlucky last week, Rory. We had a 20-1 shot in Kenning, got beat in the semi-final. But you know what? We keep betting things like that. We're going to get them winners. Yeah, I, I actually watched the third and final set of that. And I thought I thought we were in because she dropped the first set. She won the second set. And I thought, yeah, this is it. She'll, she's got her game going. She'll win the third. And then, in fairness, Elisabetta Cocciaretto was superb. Easy, in the third easy for set. you to say, Rory. Easy for <laughs> you to say. <laughs> she was very, I mean, she served fantastically well. Kenin made too many unforced errors, but um, Cocciaretto went into a three love lead. Then he went love 40 on her serve. And then she just saved break point after break point. I think she served four aces in that game. And she went on to take the decider 6-1. Um, she's an interesting player. She was formerly ranked 12 in juniors. She had knee surgery in summer of 2021, won a couple of ITF events last spring. And then in October, she won a WTA Challenger event in Mexico. She beat Maria Boscova uh, early on. She beat Magdalenette in the final. Um, there's a lot to like about her game and she'll be full of confidence. So she's a player I'm looking at for the Australian Open. I know it's, it's a bit of recency bias. Yeah. I mean, and she lost the final to Lauren Davis, which I was quite surprised at, but um, you know, I've talked about form being quite important ahead of these slams and um, you know, she, she's got a, a first round match, which is interesting, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Australian Open. Happy. I, I love the Eve to grand slams and, you know, you look at the draw and, and you go through it and um, yeah, it's um and I think there's there are scope for some bets because there are some weaker sections of the draw, which I think will help us. I think the thing is, tennis is like unlike ever, any other sport where you can either get absolutely everything right and you can have a tournament read and say, you know what, I've got everything right and I've got the four semifinalists and, I, and I've got this person through, this, this dangerous floater through. Uh, or you can get absolutely drastically wrong. I mean, there's no, there's no in between with tennis, isn't it? You know, like with, with with soccer events or NFL tournaments over a season, things change. But with tennis, it's all panned out, and you can interpret how you think it will go. And it's one of them things that you can do really well. I spoke to Sean Calvert on the um, when we previewed the the men's singles final, and I asked him how he how he's historically done on the Australian Open, and it wasn't one of the tournaments that he actually wins much money on he finds it quite difficult he looks for outsiders it's a tournament where a lot of favorites win which surprisingly really because there's always this sort of myth 
in the tennis world in the Australian, you know, when you've worked in the bookmaking game and I've worked in the betting game, you can always get the favourite beat in the Australian Open. You know, you always get, you can always, Djokovic's won it 10 times. So it's, exactly. It's not, it's not really, it, it was going to be nine times, it could be his 10th this time. But it, so it's not really that given. How how has this tournament been for you over the years? Is it a tournament that's been profitable or a tournament that you've compared to, you know, everyone, every, every tennis better I know. Every it's tennis player I know always patched. says Wimbledon is their their time. That that's their tournament they make. From you, is Australian Open is it a tournament? You, the French you is normally my best. I have to say, the French is normally. I think clay. I think there's something about clay. I guess because of the long rallies and longer matches. Maybe in time, the better player eventually comes out on top. Um, Wimbledon, I never do very well on. Australian is patchy. Um, I have to say. Okay, hang on, hang on a minute. Um, Anyone who's watched this podcast for the first time, Rory will not be back next. We just told me he's had a bad Wimbledon. Doesn't do well at Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Rory will be back for the French Open in for May. French. Uh, for the French. French. Uh, next week, we've got a new panellist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good on the French, and I'm usually okay on the US Open. I, I, I do find the slams difficult because I am looking for value. And um, I mean, you can get value during the year. I mean, if you if you bet anti-post during the year, you can get some really nice prices a few months in advance. Um, oh, my, my, my worst beat ever. I was on Ashley Barty at all sorts of prices for Wimbledon. Which year was it? Was it 2019? I was in, I think she won Miami and I was on a, all back, back to every price down. And then she won the French, which I did not expect at mm. all. But I'm thinking Wimbledon, she can't lose. I think she, she lost the first round. Did she get beat in the first round? It was second or third. She lost to Alison Risk yeah. in the second or yeah. third round. And I just thought, oh my. I was there yeah. that day. I was Gutted. at Wimbledon. I was at that Wimbledon that day. <laughs> and, I, and I bet her that year to Wimbledon as well. Yeah. And I actually was working on VEASAN. I was I was working for VEASAN and I was doing an interview at the time and I was saying, Ash Barty. And, and, I, and the guy said to me, I was, I was in the Stella tent. <laughs> <laughs> she's got beat not like you no no he said to me she's got beat i didn't even know she got beat i, anyway, I was I, counting the winnings i mean i just thought i just did not think she could get but after winning the french i thought she she has to win wimbledon and you know it just it just, it just goes to show anything can happen in a slam she exactly. was she looked nailed on for wimbledon that year and um and she didn't get it done and exactly she didn't get it, it done happens. And- and obviously, she was the the main leader in in women's games. She was the, the the market leader in a lot of these tournaments. And now we have a market leader in Iga Swiatek, who's sort of dominating the women's match. Uh, we spoke on our very first game better match uh, WTA podcast, and we you sort of raised question marks about Swiatek and thought you know she she could be potentially a fade for the Australian Open. I was quite, I was quite bullish of her chances, but last week we saw against uh, Pegula she. It wasn't the, the, the defeat. I think the defeat was was one thing, and that but it was the way that she handled defeat was she was she was very ungracious in, a, in the way she lost and uh, and it made question marks for her. But she still is the tournament favourite. These are the odds now with Bet Rivers to win. Uh, no, they're the matches. Uh, <laughs> got, I mean, no, that was it. You had. Uh, I'll, I'll get it. I, I, I'll get it right <laughs> one day. One day I'll get it right. But there you go. Let's have a go. So there, there are the, uh, the tournament it. favorite prices. So Iga Shrontek now is plus two forty uh, with Bet Rivers. Uh, Arena Sabalenka, the player that you picked uh, in was it Adelaide or Auckland? Adelaide one, yes. Uh, Adelaide one. She's now uh, plus six dollars. Jessica Pickler is nine dollars with Bet Rivers. Karine Garcia is twelve. Corey Goff leading the. American hopes along with Pekita, she's at fourteen hundred. On Jabur, 
always the bridesmaid, never the bride. She's 1400. Belinda Benchik, who's suddenly playing out of her skin in uh, uh, showing some of her potential uh, at uh, 2000. Um, Rabienka, uh, the Wimbledon favorite, um, Rabikina, sorry, the Wimbledon favorite is 2500. Um, they're the outright prices. Where are you coming at this draw? How are you breaking this down? Where are the angles you think you look at? The, the, the brackets of the draw you think there's potential, and who's took your fancy in that, that in those list of betting? Well, yeah, I mean, we were talking about Sviontek on the first podcast, and I think she was she was plus hundred and fifty mm. then, and now she's out to plus two hundred and forty. I mean, there was a bit of a reaction after that Pegular defeat. Yeah, as you say, that the reaction was interesting i mean she said that you know she's she often cries after matches and stuff but i don't know i i it, it's, it's it's pressure isn't it rory it's pressure she's I number think there one there is a lot of pressure on her yeah and she's expected to win every time she plays um and she was in conditions that don't necessarily suit her a quicker court and as we discussed last week pegula had already played on that court in sydney and and she made it count. She won six two six two pretty comfortably. Um, I have got two picks um, from here, and it it's all about the draw. I mean, the first quarter, which is Sviontek's quarter, looks really really tough, and Sviontek does have quite a tough opener against Jules Niemeyer, who took a set off her in the U.S. Open. Uh, she took the opening set. Now, the German, she's not been in great form. Um, recently beaten by um, Karolina Pliskova and Madison Keys. Uh, leads me to think that she struggles against big servers. Her own first serve percentage is down on where it should be. But Sviontek isn't a big server. So if Niemeyer can get her serve going, this could be a close one first up for Sviontek. I don't see Niemeyer winning, but I do see her giving Sviontek a bit of a scare, as we've discussed now, maybe her confidence is a bit low after that defeat to Pegula. So I, I'd be inclined, you know, I'm I'm avoiding Sviontek. I mean, she's a bigger price than she was. Um, the two players that have stood out for me are Pegula, as we've discussed. Um, she was plus a thousand when I lost. She was $10 to her, and now she's $9. So she's been clipped a bit. I still think that's a price. I think Sviontek being so short makes everyone else almost each way value. Um, and the other player, and you're going to hate me for saying this, <laughs> but it's, uh, I'm going to say it. I've bet the overs, I've bet the overs, the mention. So I'm not, <laughs> I, I, the more you, the more, I'm not going to hate you for saying it. The more you say it, the more happier I am. I bet the overs. <laughs> and I, I, you can see at the bottom right, Annette Contivate, who I've mentioned far too many times already in, in the course of this podcast, but she's in the third quarter, if memory serves. Yeah, she's in the third quarter, which is the weakest quarter. I'd say by a long way. Um, and her eighth of the draw is the weakest one um, there is. I mean, the having said that, the the opposite quarter in, in sorry, the opposite eighth in that quarter, in the third quarter, isn't the strongest either. But that quarter is weak. Um, you've got Garcia in there, who does have a chance, without doubt, especially based on her form from late last season. Um, you've got others like Kazakina, who is so up and down. So she knocked out, um, who did she knock out? She knocked out Krajikova in Adelaide 2, who I'd backed out, right, who we discussed last week. And she got, went all the way to the final. And then she got absolutely pummeled by 
Belinda Bencic overnight. I think six love six two. And that's what you get with Kazakina. She can be brilliant one day and absolutely terrible the next. Um, so she's one to avoid. Um, I think if you're looking for an outright bet, I think the third quarter is the way to go. Um, and 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 the two players in there of most appeal are Contevate and Garcia. And pure, my reason for backing Contevate is purely because she's six times the price of Garcia. Mm. You know, I, and, and there's a market negativity towards Contevate, as we said many times on this podcast already in the last couple of weeks. And she's not in the best of form. I think she's only played two games. You know, she's she's played two, lost two so far this year. Yeah, so but she's, she's not coming. Well, I mean. But she's got an easy start. She's got a couple of easy starters. I mean, mm. if she can't get to let's say at least round four with the draw she's got, then, um, yeah, then, then I'll stop backing her. <laughs> well, I, I, I've gone for Garcia. Uh, and it's probably like, I, I can, I can see where you're coming from the value play for Contavit at the, at the price, but I just feel that Garcia um, playing at the peak of a, a game and the way she ended last year, she won the, you know, the, the tour championship at the end of the season. Uh, Shrontek was the only player that really, challenged her she lost a couple of times to Shrontech. she got to the semi-finals of obviously the US Open won Cincinnati and I just felt that she was probably that value in that section of the draw I I, I, got, I went with you in that in that part of the draw I thought you had to look at the bottom half rather than the top half because the top half is so weighty and I thought we had to look for each way options opposing Shrontech because I think she's uh, even though two weeks ago I was believed that she could win it what I saw from her reaction she definitely won't be carrying my money it would definitely put you off yeah. It would definitely put you off. With your um, pick on Pegula, um, obviously she's a, she's an outstanding player. She's playing really, really well. And I, and I spoke to James Blake. Uh, I don't know if you saw the podcast we, we, with, with myself and James, where we spoke about it. And obviously he's very well in with the American team. And I raised the question with Pegula, you know, is the motivation there to win a tournament uh, with her, win a major with it, the fact that the, the, the billions and billions of dollars that her that her family own obviously owning the, the Buffalo Bills, Bills very, success, they, yeah. very successful business, and I and I and I and I sometimes see that in her. I sometimes look at her and think that when she goes deep in a tournament and she's really got to grind it out, has she got that fight that someone mm. without her privileged background has? And I and I, and I and I could be completely and utterly wrong about it. And I just but I just raised the question. And that's always in the back of my mind with 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 Peggy. I think to myself, when she's two sets, when she's like a set down and she's a breakdown, has she got it in her to to have that grind? And that that would be a, a concern for me if I'm taking single figure price order to win a major. Yeah, um, and I mean she's got to. I think she reached three quarterfinals last year of slams. Um, and in fairness to her, who she got beaten by? She got beaten by Barty, an Australian. And and she lost to Sviontek in the French and the US. I mean, there's there's no disgrace in that. Um, and she she never really. I don't think she got competitive in it, uh, any of those matches, to be honest. Um, but she's she's the informed player without a doubt. Um, finished last season well. Was, has started this season fantastically well. Her draw doesn't look too difficult. In, in that second quarter, really the main opposition, I think, would be Barbara Krajikova. Um, and, yeah, I mean, given that we haven't seen much of Krajikova, she's not in the best of form. She lost to Kazakina during the week. 
you know, I think her price is a little short. It's a little shorter than I'd like it to be, Krishikova. Um, she would have a chance. But I just think the form Pegula is in, is in. This I think this this represents such a good chance for her to win a slam. When you get to the French, Sviontek will be favourite again. Pegula on grass, not too hot. I think this fast surface should have another chance at the US, of course. But I think the speed... Counting against Fiontek and being in Pegula's favour, I think this is a, her great chance. Um, this is her big chance to win a slam. It is a big chance and uh, she comes in great form and we've spoken about the importance of players coming into the Australian Open in peak form. It's a, it's a statistic that stood a test of time over the years. You don't want to come in here cold and obviously Pegula is very, very warm at the moment and then Fiontek is not in the greatest of form and she could be a possible fade at the price, so I think the prices are, don't reflect a, a true prospects in what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Let's have a look at some matches. Obviously, there's a whole host of matches. You go to the Bet Rivers website, there's 64 men's matches, 64 women's matches. Uh, Rory's spent a bit of time breaking down a few of them. There's a selected few that we're going to share with you now. Um, these are the matches. Um, what do you like here, Rory? Yeah, I think first up, I think first up we've already discussed is. Uh... Sviontek Niemeyer, uh, just having a oh, couple of tech issues at the moment. Right. No, I, I always have tech issues. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, 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 I always have tech issues. It, 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 is, it, is it up there now? It's saying uh, not yet. You might no. have to just talk me no, through right. what you, you've you, got. You talk through, you talk okay. through the matches. Quarter one. Sviontek Niemeyer, first of all. Niemeyer took the opening set off Shontek in the US Open. Uh, I've, we've talked a bit about this already. Um, Niemeyer, she has a habit of winning the first set and then failing to keep it going. She got to the Wimbledon quarterfinals, lost to Tatiana Maria, who I think I did a disservice last week. I think I called her the Wimbledon quarterfinalist. She actually reached the semis, Maria, uh, going out to Ons Jabeur. Anyway, um, Sviontek, Niemeyer, the match odds, Sviontek, or oh, silly odds, minus... 11.15 and Jules Neymar is $7. I don't think Neymar is going to win. I think she's a bet to take the first set. Here we are. We can see them. There uh, we go. I think she's a bet for the first set, um, which is plus 370. The courts will be quick. We've talked about that might be an issue for Sviontek and her confidence. Um I think this will be a lot closer than the odds suggest. I mean, Niemeyer, as I say, has she's not been serving that well. She needs to improve on her first serve. If she can, I fancy her to take the first set. So she's about 370 to take the first set. Um, would you, would you look at the overs? Overs in total, the over games must be 20 and a half, yeah, 90. The only problem is, is when Niemeyer, when she starts tanking, she starts tanking and, right. and then it, it, it it could be you know if it goes to a third that could be a six love six one job so right um I'm, I'm i prefer her on that i mean the other one i looked at was on the sets handicap and niemeyer's um plus two two five uh with a one and a half set head start so she you know she's plus two two five to win a set um i fancied i thought if she was going to win the first the set it would a set it would be the first so that's why i've gone for that uh next one down uh this one's actually in second quarter uh jill teichman against harriet dart um Teich, teichman's not in bad form she's a 32nd seed here uh but dart she won their previous meeting on grass at eastbourne last summer um, and she did really well at the Billie Jean King Cup in Glasgow. She beat uh, Paola Badoza and Ashla Tomlianovic 
Um, she got thrashed by Pegula at the United Cup, but I think we can forgive that given what we, everything we discussed. The quick surface plays to her strengths, and, and I like Dart here at uh, plus 170. Um, moving on again in quarter two. Teachman, Teachman is, 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 a, is a clay quarter. She's, she's a yeah. clay quarter. Very good. She at, has she, had her... She yeah. has had her own her moments on hard courts, but not as quick as this. No, and you know, yeah, clay court and slow hard court. She's uh, she's 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 good, but I fancy Dart on this quicker surface. Also, as the well, the, next... other thing, the other thing I would say, Rory. I mean, you, you've you've followed tennis tournaments around the world and been to various tennis tournaments like I have. Um, you go to some of these outside courts in the first round uh, majors. It, it's 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 a lot. Of crowd support has a big factor, and Harriet Dart, obviously being a, a British player over in Australia, she'll have a big support in that crowd. You she know, will. They, they, she'll have ninety five percent of the support. I remember watching a game on an outside court at Queens Club, and it was Sebastian Grosjean played an Italian fellow. I can't remember his name, but we bet we bet this Italian player at, at two plus two twenty five. And there was about 25 people in the arena. There was, there was a European football championship going on. And we were, we, it was the last game on court. And we were all vocal. We bet the other guy at nine to four. I can't remember whose name was. I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. But we got that guy over the line. He won, seven, <laughs> he won seven six, but we got him over the line. A hundred percent, we got him over the line. There was no way that guy was winning that game, but there were six or seven guys who are all carrying vouchers at plus two twenty five. We <laughs> got him over the line, hundred percent. And you know, and, and people don't look at that. You know, the outside courts that you know, teach them. I, I can't imagine many. German, oh no, not being disrespectful. Swiss, yes, Swiss, 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 Swiss will be making the Swiss trip, making no. all the way over to Australia. But you know, with Harriet no. Dart being a British player, I think she'd be very, uh, very, uh, very well supported. Yeah, in that crowd. no Federer, no Swiss. I, I think might be the case. Yeah, um, so, exactly. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, there could be definitely be a, uh, plenty of support for Dart there. So it could be a bit of a home fixture. The next one, um. Yeah, Maria Sakkari is a really short price against Yue Yuan. And Sakkari hasn't played since the United Cup where she lost to Martina Trevisan, which was a bit of a surprise because Trevisan's definitely a clay court specialist. Um, Yuan has not been in good form. So that's my reservation here. But I followed her at US Open. She played really well in the qualies and then she knocked out Irina Begu and then she took a set off Jessica Pegula, uh, despite she was falling apart. Her thigh was like strapped up every few games. I mean, she was she was struggling quite badly, but she still managed to take a set. Um, I think she had that thigh strapping in a first round match as well. So Sakari, she I'd put her in that category along with Sabalenka, Pliskova, Madison Keys, had their chance of winning a slam. I mean, Sakari at the French Open two years ago, that was her tournament for the taking. She beat Sviontek in the quarterfinals and then she absolutely choked against Krajikova in the semis. I mean, Krajikova was was tight as well. It was a horrible, horrible watch. It's, I've, it, I've, it was the closest I've come to, obviously I was interested in Krajikova. It's the closest I've come to switching off a tennis match where I've got money on because it was just a painful, painful watch. It was two players who just couldn't get over the line. Um, so Sakari, she, 
she can struggle. She can she can make really heavy weather of things when when you wouldn't expect it. So Yuan at plus four sixty is interesting to win. I'm also playing her on the handicap plus one and a half sets. She's plus hundred and sixty. So there's some nice prices there. Um, what else? I think yeah. you like. In this- We've mentioned Cochiretto and her first round matches against the Wimbledon champion, champion Ribikina. Um, the way Cochiretto, I mentioned, the way she served in that third set when the pressure was on, I was really, really impressed by. Not so impressed by her losing to Lauren Davis this morning, but um, a long week. She is an interesting player. Ribikina's not in the best of form. Um, she did beat, that's right, she beat Garcia and Sviontek in that World League in Dubai, that World Tennis League, which I think you went to. Um, did, did, I she did, beat, did I mention that? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she beat Danielle Collins in Adelaide 1, and then she lost to Marta Kostiuk. Uh, and then she fell at the first hurdle at Adelaide 2 to Petra Kvitova. At the prices, I think Cochoretto's a bet. She's she's in form. She's very high on confidence. Um, so I fancy her there. Uh, next up, uh, I think... You might have to put that graphic back up because I've, sure. I, I'm not sure where we are. Um, I think I've got one in quarter three. You know, you know you're, you're really you're really being optimistic that I'm going to get that back up. Okay. Oh, uh, you, you have. Well, you go. Go. look at this. Here we so. are. Yaseline Bonaventure, who we've mentioned in the past couple of weeks. She's up against Ekaterina Alexandrova. Bonaventure's in good form. She's playing well. She beat Fernandez, Leila Fernandez in Auckland. Um, that was indoors due to the weather. She likes these quick conditions, big lefty serve. Actually, she's reached her highest ever world ranking. Okay, it's 92. It's, it's, you know, she's not pulling up any trees, but, you know, she is improving on what she's previously shown. Alexandrova, she pulled out of her round of 16 match at Adelaide 2 against uh, Kudometova, Veronica Kudometova. Uh, her form has been nothing to write home about. She made hard work of beating Jamie Forlis um in Adelaide too and she lost her opener Adelaide one to Marketa Vondrasova so I think Bonaventure is a bet here she was actually five to four sorry plus two, two, 225 when I looked before and and today she's plus 205 I think that's that's still a bet um and looking down I think Collins is a bet possibly for the tournament I think she's got chances um against Anna Kalinskaya. I think she should win that opener. And the bottom one, oh, Yelena Ostapenko. That looks, one an of over, that looks like an over game. That That is a trader's paradise yeah. match. There's that so many breaks like, in and yeah. out of the markets. I think Yastrzemska is interesting at plus 210. Mm. Oh, that's the I'm one that caught my sh- eye out of all the ones. I'm that not one sure I want to bet it, but, you know, Ostapenko, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get with her. And it's one of those games, Rory, that you, you you look at that and you think I could bet her plus two and a half and she could win the first set 6-1 and you could still lose money. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. You, you could bet the over games and go into three sets and still struggle to get over the line. It's an absolute trader's paradise. <laughs> You, you know, you, mean, you, you Collins know is interesting in the first quarter. I mean, in the, the game above, Collins is interesting in that first quarter if you want to oppose Sviontek. Coco Goff's also in that first quarter. 
But I think we've discussed her record against top 10 players is nothing short of appalling. It's really poor. It should be better for a player of her quality. But I think she's, I, I, I just get the feeling she's a bit, almost a bit of a flat track bully. You know, she, she's good against inferior positions. She can't, she can't raise her level when she needs to. She just doesn't have that yet in her game. She's only she's still seventeen or eighteen or something ridiculous. So you know, not going to write her off. It, it just was quite yet. interesting. I, again, I, I love I love talking to uh, James Blake on the on the uh, on the podcast here because he we come from everything from a analytical and a betting perspective, and he comes from it from a a really really interesting point from a player perspective. And it's if you can mix the two together, you can make oh yeah decent kind of money when you listen to someone like that talking you know and James would be the first one to admit he's not the, he's not the, the best betting expert I'm not the best betting expert but he is a much more he's a tennis man and he was talking about uh, Goff and you know the pressure she was under and what she's what she and she's playing a lot more, more freedom but he feels that she will have a breakthrough on the slower courts he feels that you know she'd come through at Wimbledon and everyone thought she's going to be a Wimbledon champion but he thinks that the French could be where she Fast courts, he doesn't think suits her game, which is really yeah, yeah. interesting because if you look at the, the the future betting for Corey Goff, she's a lot lower odds to win Wimbledon. You can get bigger odds uh, to win the French Open. So from a, from from a player who actually watches it from a tennis perspective and lives and breathes tennis, he, he feels that she's a, a future uh, a Grand Slam winner, at, very similar to Barty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, her problem on on the French. I mean, she reached the final of the French last year, and then she ran into Sviontek. Yeah, um, and Sviontek's level on clay, I feel, is just so much higher than everyone else's. That you know, you, I can I can see Sviontek being like Nadal at Roland Garros, just winning it year after year after year. There's no one close to her on clay at the moment. Um, those conditions are perfect. Um, so, I mean, Wimbledon would strive. Goff, you're probably looking at the US Open. You're probably looking at the pressure US Open. Pressure on there, though, isn't it? I mean, exactly. There's the other dimension of home, home courts. So it's it's You've it's got to be a kind of – Serena Williams found it hard to deal with the pressure there. But yeah. For a young girl like Corey Goff, yeah. I think it will come someday, but the pressure on her there is, is amazing. Um, but anyway, she, she, she she's always going to be a popular bet. I mean, the the you know whenever there's a Tim Henman at Wimbledon was always a very popular bet. You know, England <laughs> to win the World Cup is always a popular bet. And the American market is definitely getting involved in golf and pecula, and they're going to be very popular bets and pop, popular the handle with Bet Rivers. Uh, so there's a whole host of um, matches there we've given you um, some different angles from the outright market. The outright market obviously was going to give you a quick recap. A Rory likes Jessica Pecula, massively in four. It wouldn't be a uh, you know, she, she's she's in some great form. She's plus $9. The money has come for Pegula, and, uh, but it's still $9. Rory thinks that's a little bit of value. I'm going to go for Caroline Garcia in that third quarter. I think it's a very, very weak section of the draw. Yeah. I think that she, um, obviously what she saw at the end of last season, she hasn't been great this year. But the only thing with Garcia is she starts so fast. She's so fast, bang, 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 fast. And she runs out, you know, if someone can match her in the early part of the game, she runs out of legs in the second section. But I think, you know, she, she's going to blow people away. And I think you're going to get a good run for your money. She's going to go deep in the tournament. And uh, it wouldn't be a Game Better Match uh, podcast without Rory mentioning Contavita. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the one he couldn't help himself. He, he had to pull the name out. of the. When I saw that come through on the WhatsApp chat, I... 
burst out laughing. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. But At the they... price. I mean, but purely it's the price. I mean, if she was 20, 25, 33, I'd probably have said no. Anything above 50, I'm given how weak that section of the draw is. As I said, if she can't <laughs> get to round four quarterfinals here, then uh, I think I might have to start. It's got to be. It's going to be up. one of those players that if when she does win a hundred, if you're not on it, oh, it's going to be devastating. <laughs> you're going to keep going with her, keep going yeah. with her until she actually wins. You know, yes. and, you know, and anyway, and uh, yeah. So there are picks. Uh, obviously, you can download the betting weekly. Game Bet Match podcast on whichever podcast provider you prefer. Uh, you can follow us on our joint Twitter handle, uh, where all the handicappers we have are on the Bet Rivers Network uh, at Because We Win on Twitter. And you can obviously subscribe to us on the YouTube channel at the Bet Rivers Network. Um, before you go, I've just I did a little bit of googling there while you were talking, Rory. I found that David Sanguinetti was the guy we got. Okay, the, at the Italian, yeah, yes. nice one. And I, I, and I found the result. It was in year 2000. The, the European Championship football was oh on. Oh, my goodness. And I think Italy were playing Spain that night, and uh, we went out to watch it, and me and my friends got Sanguinetti over the line 100%. <laughs> it was 9-4, to four, so he's plus 225 against Sebastian Crozion. And between us, I think we had about $2,000 between four of us, wow. so $500 each. And there was only... 80 people, 100 people maybe watching the event, and we got him over the line. And I looked at the score line, and this was the score line. He won the first set 7-6. He lost the second set 6-1, and he won 7-6 in a in a 10-8 tiebreak. And we nice. got him over the line. <laughs> if you're going to the Australian Open, if you're going to the Australian Open this week, or you get out there, get out and watch that and cheer on. And do the Sanguinetti for, <laughs> for me and Rory. That's what we want to do. We want to get her over the line. Go and cheer on against Teachman and get get us a nice winner there. But it's doable. Trust me, it's doable. Uh, Rory, nice. it's a pleasure as always. Enjoy the tournament and we'll be on you and too. we'll speak again throughout the tournament looking at the women's draw. We'll have an update on how our picks are going and obviously we look at the, the latter stages. So we're going to be a lot from uh, myself and Rory and obviously Sean Crowther as well on the ATP Tour on the men's section and also James Blake, uh, the legend that is James Blake is going to give us a, an, an insight to the tennis perspective from a player's perspective and the players that's caught his eye. Which when you mix them all together, it's it's uh it's it's the one thing you need to do to bet winners you know we can talk about from a betting perspective from a mathematical side but when you have that analysis from a player it's invaluable for you as well uh rory thank you very much my friend and uh we'll speak thank next you. week uh enjoy your week hopefully we'll be cash from tickets in the first round and we'll be back later on take care everyone all the best thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network 